0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the show. Today we have one of the biggest names in Canadian golf, PGA Tour winner, Mr. Mackenzie Hughes. Mac chats about his past few seasons along with how he feels about his 21 season to date. We discuss his time at Kent State with arguably one of the best Canadian squads in recent history and their continuing competition on the PGA Tour. We also cover topics such as the PGA Tour broadcast, the new player impact program, And a few memories from his professional career that he will never forget. Honestly, this chat took us down paths that we did not foresee, and one that you should definitely pay attention to. So let's get into it with Mackenzie Hughes.
1: Welcome to the 4 Jack Podcast.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the 4Jack podcast brought to you by our friends over at Jackson Labs, the brand consultants that we trust to get our brand going in the right direction, and the brand consultants you should use to do the same. So go check them out at jacksonlabs.com. Uh, we have a very special episode today. Uh, we've been chasing this man down for a long time, and we've been following him on the PJ tour for, you know, since he came out, and he's been quite the staple on the tour, especially in the last few years. and. If you don't know who he is, well, you're certainly good after this if you haven't already seen him on TV. Um, but before we say hello to our guest, let's just pass it around the horn. Uh, Parks, how are you, sir?
2: Doing well, boys. This is going to be a fun one tonight. Um, we've been ch- we've been chasing this guy for a while, but more so I'm, I'm disappointed because we leveraged his caddy, who reminds me a lot like Boo Weekly, but we leveraged his caddy with some vegan meat. And that didn't do the trick, so I, I'm just impressed that we finally landed him tonight. But yeah, looking forward to the conversation. Fellow Canadian, he's played in a lot more Masters than I have, but uh, excited to get his take on where the PJ Tour is at this year.
0: Definitely. Tombo, how are you? back? He's back in the motherland. Ooh, back in
2: Canada.
3: Yeah, definitely back in Canada, serving... We're almost at day two of quarantineville. It was a it was a tough day. My cousin drove by and was yelling at me from the road, saying, "Hey, grab your sticks, let's go to the golf course." But uh, you know me, I'm a do gooder and I'm I'm locked away safely. But I gotta say, the process that you go through to test and like, oh, it's it's ugly. We'll get into that another day though. I'm excited to have Mac here. Obviously, he's been on my picks many a times. Number. One in my picks, definitely number one in my hardest part.
2: Sweeten it up too much.
0: Come on. Come
2: on. You're
0: just you're just looking for an in here. Um
3: I told you as a do better.
0: Lots of sugar going on here. (laughs) Well, our guest today, Kent State alum, PGA tour winner, pride of Hamilton, Ontario, and the employer of one of our former guests or past guests, Mr. McKenzie Hughes. How are you, sir?
1: Good boys, uh, <clears throat> glad to be here and uh, looking forward to uh, some fun conversation here.
0: Absolutely, I mean, we I know we caught you late in the evening, you're setting the kids to bed and whatnot, but you've had a little bit of time at home as of late, um, just playing the Wells Fargo, obviously, in your hometown, but um, talk to us, like, let's go right into your season a little bit here, I mean, this is probably statistically a lot better season than we had at the beginning of last year, and yet at the end of the year, you were riding leaderboard every every week it seemed but this year you're just staying consistent not obviously that rough start but talk to us about how it's going so far
1: yeah definitely um if i compare i I try not to compare seasons too much you know it's very easy to do what we do you know you're like well last year i was doing this and then i turned it on and uh every year is so different um you know different things going on in your life and whatnot but um yeah in comparison to last year I'm off to a much more consistent steady start um a few top tens and um <clears throat> yeah you know feel decent about it i'm not i'm not thrilled about it but um it's a decent start and uh i certainly have myself in a <clears throat> a good position if i can get on a nice uh, hot summer run so um yeah I, i've i've enjoyed being able to play the schedule i want you know that's the biggest perk about uh making east lake is just I mean, I've got, you know, the the run of the schedule. I mean, you know, playing my schedule around the Masters and the PGA and the match play, and that's a really nice luxury to have, which I've never had before. So Mm -hmm. that's something to uh, aspire to every year and to have that, um, you know, to have that uh, freedom, if you will, um, is just been really nice. So uh, overall, I give myself probably a, Mm, a B minus so far. Uh, it's just been it's been solid but not spectacular. So lots of golf to play be played. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah since sure. you
0: mentioned that getting into the tour champ, then um, watching the BMW last year and clearly, like we don't know the situation as viewers, but when the broadcast when Dottie or whoever on the broadcast announced Mack needs to get up and down to get into the tour champ and the Masters, and it was like. Oh, okay. I'm engaged in this. Like, this is exciting. And like that, yeah. watching you just fist pump that putt after that putt went down, like how huge was that for you? Not even just like knowing you got into that, but just for your confidence to know that you can like, I mean, obviously you can make that shot, but it's just like, that's a lot of pressure for yeah. one guy right
1: there. Yeah, no, it was big for me. Uh, like you said, it was, it was um, more than just what it got me. It was the, uh, the internal um success that it was for me to, you know, <clears throat> to do it in that moment uh with all that stuff riding on it. And yeah, it's um it's something that, you know, I still think about uh fairly often and, and in my back pocket having that to, to draw back on in a in a tough situation is, is huge. And yeah, I mean getting to Eastlake Lake and and being amongst those top 30, you know, once you're at an event like that, it uh it definitely elevates your confidence to know that you know hey all these guys were here started the year and and now there's 30 of them left and you look at the company that you're in the jts the dj's and all the guys that are always there every year and to be a part of that group uh was obviously uh amazing and so yeah no i i've definitely taken a lot of confidence from that that week and and doing what i did in that moment but um yeah I certainly made it hard on myself and I think I think honestly golf broadcasts, and we can maybe get into this later but the golf broadcasts, I think could do a lot in telling stories like that I mean it, had they followed a little bit more of my you know progression through the back nine you know and and the ebbs and flows of like oh you just made par he's you know one shot inside where he needs to be uh, he's just made a bogey and we're, and we're kind of watching him, you know, work his way around the back nine. And I always thought too, like Friday afternoon, you know, show the guys like two or three guys just grinding to make the cut that really need it, you know, and you're going to see some emotion on a Friday afternoon, whereas like, yeah, we're going to see the guys in 10th and the guys in eighth and the guys leading, but you know, Friday afternoon, there's no finality to what's going to happen by Saturday. So Saturday, you know, those guys that are on the cut line, they're, they're trying they're trying their best just to get two more chances at it. And, you know, there are guys that just mean so much to them. They, you know, either they Monday qualified or maybe they're getting in on limited starts. And I don't know. I just feel like that's, um, it's a different topic completely, but definitely kind of related to what I was uh, going through there at BMW. So, um, but definitely took a lot of away from do that. Do we
2: need to beat uh, up on Colt Nose now, Mac, or what's the deal here with that? Like, how do we draw some attention to this? Cause honestly, we talk about that exact thing on this show constantly how lame and not to beat up on the guys but like yeah. how lame yeah. the broadcast mm-hmm. is it
1: doesn't really focus on anything outside of oh yeah, yeah the like, leaders made another I think, birdie like, going i think going outside the box like i i think back to the valspar a couple weeks ago and that um that monday qualifier who obviously drew a lot of attention and I mean, how cool would that have been if they put him in a feature group with like Phil Mickelson and, mm-hmm. and somebody else, you know, and now we get to follow that story up close and personal. And it's like, you know, he gets a bit of the spotlight and I mean, just give someone like that a rare opportunity that they might not have just by doing something a bit different, a little outside the box thinking. And my uh, thing is, too,
0: it's like who's really like besides people working in golf courses or just have the TV on in the background, who's really settling into Thursday, Friday golf? Like unless it's super exciting.
1: Make it yeah. super exciting. I'll watch it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, too, that there's a lot of people that want to watch, but they also want to watch the guys they know. So, like, say, you know, us Canadian players, and we have our fan base, like, and even if we're not in contention, like, it'd be nice to see, you know, hey, here's Mac Hughes, you know, playing a couple shots here on seven. Um, he's one tied the cut line, and this par putt on the eighth hole, his 35th hole of the tournament, it's going to be big, you know? and. um people just want to see other people. They want to see a diverse, a diverse, you know, group of players, not just like, Hey, here are the 10 guys that are, you know, in the top 10 and here's one guy who's had hole in one. Now we're going back to the top 10 guys. And it's just like, it's the same thing all the time. So, um, they could definitely, you know, be more creative and, and find, find ways to just kind of tell guys stories a little bit. And, and even if you like, you know, have some interesting information on a guy, like, you know, tell that to the viewers, you know, Hey, this guy's like, this guy can juggle eight, eight golf balls and like, uh, Sounds like know, you his, got
2: plans, man, for after golf. His, his,
1: <laughs> his dad, his dad, uh, you know, did, you know, four tours of Iraq and, uh, and what I don't know. Just like, paint a paint a picture of like, hey, this is what this guy's like and this is kind of what he does and and guys that maybe they don't know a lot
3: about so. I just want to give. I'm
1: way off topic. We started with the BMW. uh, We're
3: We're going. This
2: is this is the rabbit hole we go down. That's fine.
3: (laughs) I just I got to give a shout out because it was Mike Vizaski, I believe it was that did Monday qualify, and I think Uh I think the tears are like they're catching on to the tears because they've also started bringing the entire family, like extended family, cousins, friends, onto the green when people win because they're like looking to get the waterworks going on these people because. yeah, well, I think the
1: reason that you know, again, Mike's story because he was emotional and and because you know he's talking about how it's a, it's a dream fulfilled and that it's just people can relate to that. You know, having a dream and, and chasing it for a long time and, and finally achieving that dream. So I think that um, time, right. Yeah, like, yeah, and, and people. Uh, People don't always want to see the guy. I mean, and I hate to say it, and and these are the guys that that really drive the ship. But they don't always want to see the guys with $40 million, 50 million in career earnings that have you know been on the TV for the last twenty years. I mean, I'm not saying don't put the guys on TV, but just saying like you can sprinkle in some of the other stuff too, right? You can you can. Add to, it's a
2: hundred percent accurate. Exactly right. I've
3: um, been struggling with yeah. Sam Ryder, and who's the other one? Sam Burns. Sam Burns like I, I like literally as a as a fan of golf like struggle with those two guys because I just haven't until Sam Burns won right like that watching him play golf actually got me to like differentiate the two guys and it's like without that like yeah I've I'm,
1: never seen him in the same room together so I can't confirm whether they're different people or not yeah <laughs> here we go we, we were talking about this the other day even but like
0: just telling a story like you're like you mentioned there and I've been listening to a lot more like on PGA Tour radio and like Those guys are so good at telling the story and keeping you engaged and you're like, Man, if only this is what I got through the TV broadcast, I'd be way more engaged in it. Not that I'm not engaged. I mean I love watching golf, but I also like someone to tell me a story. I listen to podcasts. I'd like someone
1: telling me things. The other the other thing too is I it drives me nuts when like I watched a bit of the final round broadcast on Dallas Car, for example, and um I remember they were they were showing Keegan Bradley on the 15th hole and he missed a short putt and they're like oh yeah you know the grain the grain got it and went the other way and I'm just like man guys guys hit shitty shots sometimes and it's it's okay to say man he shoved that like oh he just you know it looks like he blocked it and you know that 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 happens sometimes you know it's not like everything's so like sugar-coated and like, oh, you know, this this guy's a great guy and there's no way he, you know, hit a bad shot. It must have been a misread or something. It's just like, I don't know, to me it looked like a block and you just say, hey, man, you know, he's probably pretty nervous, wants to finish well and, you know, looks like he didn't didn't fully release the putter and, and to bogey, you know. And I just, I don't know. That's something that bugs me sometimes when I'm watching the golf is just like sometimes you want a guy just call a spade a spade and, you know. Yeah, so
2: inject some realism into the show here yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and,
1: and people can relate to that. People can be like, "Oh yeah, I shove putts too." It's kind of nice to see the pro do it too. You know, they don't want to be, like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh yeah, I was just an imperfection in the green." Like, no, our greens are perfect. Like, yeah, we, I was gonna say, that. and we and we can tap down whatever we want now. So it's, uh,
2: yeah, you got no excuse to miss um, it on a mark or anything.
1: Yeah. So, um, but again it's a rabbit hole the whole broadcast thing it's it's uh it's tricky i know it's not you know super straightforward and there's lots of intricate things i don't know about it probably but i got i've got lots of ideas but oh, i like it that might be part like two we, we just asked, go over it
3: i like it because we asked you at the beginning if there's anything you want to talk about and like, <laughs> but then it's like hey the broadcast I love
0: <laughs> here we
2: are Mac, you said, you mentioned his sprinkle of flavor in there. Let's talk a little bit about working with Jace and what that relationship's been like. I mean, it seems like you guys vibe together pretty good. He's been, I don't know if integral to your process, but it seems like you guys have a pretty crazy relationship I and mean, he's a beauty person. So give us a little insight. Yeah, well, he is a
1: beauty and um, yeah, to know about him, I mean, he's, a, uh, he's an awesome athlete in his own right. Yeah. Um, He's he's pretty humble, so he might not say that. But you know, I I've seen him in action in a few different sports, and I mean, he played quarterback in high school. He played uh, played hockey at uh, Bowling Green at the same time as playing on the golf team. Kind of does it all. So that's a little bit of a backstory on him. Super nice guy. One of the nice guys I know would do anything for you, and that's. All kind of blood into our relationship i mean he's um kind of willing to do anything for me and um i feel that when i'm out there you know if it's someone that i need to get in the crowd to you know pipe down or you know carts coming flying by and he needs to slow them down i mean it, he's uh he's willing to do all that stuff for me so um and just we've just gelled a lot in the golf course too i mean there's no doubt that when we started, we got off to a slow start. Um, we actually missed five cuts in a row together. Um, and that's just golf. Sometimes I I was trying not to put too much stock into like, Oh, this is our first five events and you know, it's not working. Um, but like golf was just not giving me anything. It was, uh, you know, doing a lot of the right things and golf wasn't, uh, paying me back. And then we broke through at the Honda and that's kind of when I really realized his value because, Thursday afternoon. Um I was kinda going the wrong direction and he just he gave me the pep talk that I needed to hear and was able to salvage that first round. And I mean Friday afternoon I buried my second last hole to make the cut on the number and then had a great weekend there. Um great the understatement. Second. Yeah, I mean it was yeah, showtime, uh, yeah, I would have was, to say. that it, yeah, it was pretty special and uh it would have been really special to cap it off with a win there, but, um, you also may have the, had the uh,
0: best moment of the week out there. when after Sanjay hit that shot and you threw out the big balls on
1: him. <laughs> like that was, I thought, I thought maybe you're going with, I thought maybe you're going with the 17th hole, but the, 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 that actually got a lot more play probably than the that 17th. That was hole. so people funny, were, man. People were, uh, people love that. Um, <laughs> I wasn't really thinking about it and I didn't even know I was on TV really at the time. And so, man, that was a ballsy shot and I'm going to, I'm gonna try and tell you in a way that you'll understand. <laughs> that was priceless. There, there was a bit of there was a bit of a language barrier, but I figured he might be able to kind of put two and two together. His uh, his caddie, time, Albin, and I are really great friends. And yeah, uh, you
2: played you played golf with Albin all over Canada. Yeah. I'm sure, like yeah, back so in the day.
1: Albin uh, was loving that, but um, yeah, that was, that was that was good good time.
2: And we get a little we got to give a little love to uh the best man at your wedding here too because he was pretty instrumental in, in locking you down for the show so oh yeah give yeah. keith a little gotta,
1: love go to keith dines um yeah he's uh
3: he made the connection so that's why we're here
2: yeah and I just, the checks in the mail keep telling
1: him that all right i'll tell him
3: <laughs> on kind of like the broadcasting note because that the big balls moment you weren't really aware of it but it kind of happened and blew up. I. I'd like to know your take on like micing people up and like that whole world of the hot mics. Like, is that something you like to see to give that depth or like kind of keep that away from me type of thing?
1: I think it's okay to do it, but, um, I, I, I sort of, you know, what JT said in Hawaii was, was wrong and he, you know, shouldn't have said it, but, um, We don't know if the guy in 30th place, you know, on the eighth hole said the same thing under his breath, but there was no mic. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of where I'm, I'm a little bit torn. Like, if you're going to do it, you got to do it probably for everybody. And the problem is now, we're like, I think 30 years ago, 20 years ago, it would have been awesome. Like, you would have heard, like, you know, some swear words. You would have heard some inappropriate things, maybe and it probably would have been okay-ish. I'm not saying, like, you condone it, but, like, people wouldn't have been like, oh, let's cancel this guy and let's, you know, bring him down. And, again, I I recognize that what he said was inappropriate. Don't get me wrong. It's just that um, you almost need, like, that seven-second delay or some sort of delay where you can sort of filter a little bit if you kind of get – you get a guy running off with some F-bombs or something like that, and you just go, whoa, 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 we need to – we need to stop this right now. And um, cut to the, I think that I I think that I think it is great um, if used in a good way and used properly, but I know a lot of guys are opposed to it just because of, you know, kind of what's happened lately and just guys getting caught saying something they maybe didn't think that was going to get picked up or something like that. But, yeah. I don't understand at times
0: even how that got caught because remember when the season first came back and there's no fans and they did have JT on. He was he was blanked out like every time he was shown on the broadcast. Like yeah. JT swears a lot when he's on the course and it's like there's a delay on that. Like why would you take that one clip?
1: Like well, it's almost like delay. I mean, you know, I don't I don't know how exactly it works, but it's like you know the one time the camera operator maybe just like didn't pick up on it fast sure. enough. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh, that just cost JT, you know, $3 million That's, or yeah. whatever it cost them. You know? I mean, so it's, um, yeah. Again, if it's, if it's used properly, it's just, it's just tough because now guys are, you know, if they're on the mic, now they're more hyper aware of what they're saying. So they're almost not giving you Real, their whole, Yeah. Perspective, anyways, or for full, full personality, yeah. I think it's great. Like you know, coming down seventy second hole, I want I want to hear what guys are talking about. I want to hear them talk, discuss the shot, but it's the other stuff that gets picked up that maybe people want to hear. But same time, players are a bit guarded now. just you know, they can't say too much, or they don't want to you know say something inappropriate that might offend somebody. So um, yeah, it's, I mean, like I played with Pat Perez the other week, and <laughs> I mean, had we been mic'd up? I mean. All, all of what he said was probably inappropriate. There wasn't like one thing that I was like, that could be mic'd up. No, I'm like, <laughs> the entire time, he was just, I mean, he, he, it's funny, but for a certain audience. And I'm, I mean, going back to the broadcasting, I mean, it's, it's almost like you could have like, two I don't know how you broadcast. do it, but you, you almost have like an R-rated broadcast where it's like totally unfiltered. You get, you know, you could like, I don't even know, pay a small premium to be like, Hey, I'm going to pay five bucks a month and I want to hear these guys mic'd up and I don't want any of it blocked out. I want to hear the F-bombs. I want to hear all the relatable stuff that like everyday guys would probably say and and do, you know, slamming clubs, whatever, just stop that you don't see on the sugar-coated. Yeah. Remember
0: remember what HBO did for the NHL when they had those like few seasons of that show? Like you can 24/7. mic up yeah the 24/7 like you could easily yeah. do that i mean yeah. maybe not hey wear a mic the whole day like i'm sure some players yeah. wouldn't want to do that but like you could definitely have a second broadcast and like for hot sure. mic a lot of these players and be like hey Take this is money. be entertaining
1: i'm in i'm so you know, and and again i think you know it could be an opportunity for certain guys like i mean i i'd be totally down to do it and if it was like but the problem is like you know and i don't know if there's a market in there where like say guys like myself are going to drive enough people to, to want to do it or want to buy it, but I'd be totally down to do it. You know, guys can hear what I'm saying, what I'm talking to Jace about. Um, and I, I'd be okay doing it. And I, I, certain guys wouldn't, but you know, that could be every guy's
3: choice, you know, guys can opt out, opt in. And I think but, now that the PGA tour has the player impact program, like, I I just think of Jordan Spieth, right? Like, obviously, as a player, he had that, like, meteoric rise to the top. But, like, part of what makes Jordan so entertaining is, like, he doesn't even need to be mic'd up for you to hear what he's thinking. Like, (laughs) Yeah. Gosh darn it, Michael. And it's, like, that draws you in. So I think for someone like you that could navigate those waters, obviously, like, as we're talking about two different platforms, my biggest fear is the Karens of the world. Not to say Karen necessarily, but that's kind of the brand that's going been associated. They'll be buying that subscription just to pull clips It'd be like outrage porn, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's not cool, but yeah,
1: thing here. Yeah, no, for sure. There'd definitely be people that have still a problem with that, even though it's like, you know, hey, it's as advertised, this is what it is, but yet, yeah, you know, I'm still offended by it and I'm not even watching it, but yeah, yeah. like <laughs> culture. Yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing. It's amazing that, you know, yeah just where we are with everything and um you know societal issues and all that stuff going on it's just um everyone's very i think on edge as to what they what they say and you know there's been you know you got scott piercey with what happened with him a couple couple years years ago ago. jt thing i mean and again those are again they were inappropriate and not smart things to do but um it's just, it's just kind of the way society is now. You don't, uh, you don't really get a second chance. Uh, you know, you made a mistake. You made a mistake. So it's
2: unfortunate that somebody always has to be like the lost leader, right? Somebody always has to take the bullet front lines. I mean, piercy was a little different. He was on social media, saying some things, yeah. but and, I mean, and,
1: and yeah, his was different because he kind of thought about it. And then yeah, he was, he was blatant. Yeah, JT yeah.
2: was just having an emotional spasm. Yeah, for sure, they're
1: definitely different. I'm just more so referencing that, like if you. I've made a mistake now it's like you don't get to like say oh i'm sorry there's a highlight reel yeah yeah
2: brutal let's talk about another bad situation that's going on let's your take your hot take on golf in canada and more so specifically golf in ontario on the lack thereof
1: yeah it's pretty brutal i'm not gonna lie i um i'm feeling for a lot of my uh folks in ontario and friends and family just that want to get out and do something that's other than a walk or a hike. And um, yeah, I mean, it just seems crazy to me that. Draconian? You know, oh, I mean, stupid, the fact that,
2: ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Lots you, of words.
1: There's not enough words to describe uh, the decisions that are being made up there. And um, I mean, there's just so many studies that say how safe of an activity golf is, yet, you know the sharpest minds, the sharpest (laughs) minds in Ontario. It was only one mind that made that decision. Let's not call him sharp. Oh, but I mean, there's gotta be people, people advising him and people under him that are like, you know, along with this. And I'm just, I just, yeah, not a lot of common sense being used and it's unfortunate because, um, the other thing is that golf was just a huge, I know that in 2020 golf was a huge economic driver. Um, and safe haven for everybody. Yeah, and, and a way way. To, way to escape. I mean, I think that we're going to come through this with a lot more people that have mental health issues than we had before. And you know, golf is a way to have an outlet, to have an escape, to get outside and be in nature. And I mean, staring at your walls inside for a long time is just um, it's depressing. I mean, it's nice to be home, but then at a certain point, you're like, let me out of here. Yeah. I mean, you, know, you almost feel like a prisoner in your own home. So you, you must find it a bit ridiculous as well, like
0: sitting where you are in the States and kind of not really dealing with it at all. And then you're like, what
1: are you crazy? Yeah. Coming from definitely being here and going through and experiencing what I have the last say year or so to see where we're at, like think about the Wells Fargo we just had and you look at the and 18 you're, and you're like, we're here. And yet Ontario can't go play golf. Like at all. Or go to I a public park. park. How does that yeah. make any sense? Yeah. Is I mean, your
2: mom is your mom in RN? Is your wife uh, in RN? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so like is she back in Ontario? She's on the front line dealing with this? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just out playing in a golf tournament. And did yeah. like do you guys communicate about that and
1: just wow, what the hell? Yeah. I mean, she's um she's been very busy, um, obviously through the whole thing, um, this whole year, uh, 14 months, and then recently there's been a bit of an uptick in cases Ontario. Um, but even herself, I mean, she finds herself scratching her head that yes, there are difficulties going on in the hospitals, but it's not like, she still says that, you know, like golf should be an activity that, that they're doing right now. It shouldn't be, um, like they shouldn't be not allowing golf at the moment. It just doesn't make any sense. So, yeah. I mean, she's, she's doing well and, and she's been, um, I mean, we, we talk a fair bit, but it's, uh, yeah. I mean, even the, the people that I know that are directly in it and impacted by it in Ontario are still in the camp where they're just like, they just can't understand the decisions that are being made in Ontario. So if you're listening, Dougie, let's get them out there. Let's get the sticks out. Let's right. go. Dofo. We'll take you in the streets, buddy. Literally, we could all grab a bag and walk to Walmart
2: and walk around Walmart as a foursome, not hitting any shots inside, of course, but like that would be okay. But yet, we couldn't go outside and do that.
3: He'd probably be willing to hop on a plane, fly down and play golf with you and then come back and not quarantine, right? That's how hypocritical yeah. I bet he is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean, just the way that golf, I feel like the way they were doing it, uh, especially in 2020, it was like, hey, make a tee time, show up. 15 minutes, four, stay in your car, head to the first tee, no range. And then there's like, hey, there's four guys walking down a fairway, keep your distance, leave the flag in, boom, don't rake the bunkers. I mean, how hard is that?
2: That's every Mooney guy's dream. Leave the flag in, don't rake your bunkers, <laughs> yeah. hang out with your
1: buddies. Rake right the first tee, that's not having any balls. Give me a yeah. – you know, throw a few beers in the bag. I mean – Game time.
3: Probably just post all of his employees are out playing golf rather than working.
0: Yeah, And yeah. It's, a, it's a real killer too Because like And not that it's really going to affect it this much But like last year the PGA Tour Saw like skyrocketing numbers in viewers And that's because yeah. there's so many New people joining the game And like all these people that joined last year And there's two sides to that coin Not that I like both sides But I'm just saying Like there's so many people joining the game It's like oh now it's my second year I get to go play Oh wait a minute no I don't Because they told me I can't yeah, Which, I mean, that sucks for them, but like over here. Excuse the
2: message now, totally a little bit, hey? Yeah, and yeah. Like
0: maybe they don't continue to play. Yeah.
2: I like my 5 p.m. tee times after work to play 18 holes, man. I don't like this 745 BS trying to cram nine in. It sucks.
0: Yeah. We out I would hear like it. we don't get tee times at all. It's, golf is insane. Yeah. I mean. Are you guys in Alberta? In Vancouver. Vancouver. No, Vancouver.
2: Thompson, Alberta, right Alberta. Yeah. I guess just get a PJ tour card and then you always have a tea time. Right. So play better.
1: Not the best horses in the world, with the best conditions in the world. So that's, you right? uh, got that going for us.
2: Range. Take the flag out if you want. It sounds yeah. dreamy.
3: Yeah. The so bunkers for us. I actually yeah. played and they didn't have the pool noodle in the bottom of the hole. And I was like, Oh man. Oh my God. My ball is so far down in there. Like, am I supposed to go in and get it?
2: You go, she go.
3: So the <laughs> Drop another out. one. Make a birdie putt, and I'm like, "Whoa, we do that."
1: It's, uh, that was probably like the best feeling I had when we were in the, we we're in a lockdown here last spring, and yeah, I was playing golf around here with the upside down cups and pool noodles and all that stuff, and then you go back out and tour, and you see a ball just fall down the bottom of the hole, and you're just like, oh, man. You. "That's what that's what that is." Yes. I miss that. I miss that. <laughs> I miss hitting cups. Um. Well,
0: since we're talking about your PGA Tour card, let's talk about your road to it. Uh, let's talk about a little bit your your junior golf. Uh, where where did you play in in Hamilton? And did you did you need to switch clubs when you were a kid before you moved to college, or did you just stick through or stay with the same club the whole time and just go like, through your junior like golf? Same,
1: same golf course, same like actual like, equipment and all that stuff. We same played, golf course. Golf still course.
2: playing the same clubs he played when he was fifteen. Yeah, still so.
0: same pin clubs, right?
1: Made bubble, yeah, ladies yeah. Right. um no so i i started playing at dundas valley uh golf and curling club um when i was probably seven played a few years on their par three course um which has since been uh renamed um to the Mackenzie hughes par three course nice humble brag Humble, not so humble, Greg. a yeah. yeah. little humble brag there for <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, so that's, that's, that was pretty cool. I spent, I mean, thousands of hours out there on that course. And um, when I was 12, 11 or 12, I joined the uh, the big course. And that was a big deal for me. And I got to play with my parents for the first year. Uh, that was the only way I could play um, was with my parents. So uh kind of got through that first year and um that's got to be the worst when you're like yeah i mean 13, i just you like, know all my boys won't play, and you know i couldn't play with them so it was tough if you if you win a
0: green jacket are they going to rename that course too for you
1: <laughs> well i think i think they might but yeah. uh I'll put on the green jacket part first but, sick um I'm in. Well,
3: time i brought yeah. up the spiel parks so he got mad at me but i gotta ask since you were at a curling <laughs> club did you ever partake in any bond spiels while you were out there i oh, wasn't gonna blast did? him for
1: being canadian there i was gonna be like wow that that's the most Canadian thing we've ever heard. I actually, I, I did play a little curling, um, just with it being uh, something I was around all the time, um, especially at that club. It became something that I tried and, and kind of had a little interest in, and it was something to do in the winter that, I mean, again, we just, you've got so much time to kill. And, you know, I wasn't swinging clubs in the winter. So I was like, I just want to be doing something. So, you know, it was, whether it was hockey or curling or, you uh, know, volleyball basketball something indoors um so i was always trying to find something else to do so i did compete in a few bond bond spiels um sure. but uh no dundas was a great club and i i never really switched per se but my coach um when i was a teenager and uh actually into my pga tour career uh scott Cox, who's over at uh was at devil's pulpit now was at hamilton um he had like a little junior academy over there, Hamilton. So I was fortunate enough to play there a little bit growing up, um, kind of towards my later teenage years, which was kind of cool because at the time and, and still, I mean, that's just one of the coolest clubs uh, and one of the best places you could play uh, in that area. So that was really neat. And then, yeah, I got recruited to go to Kent State and yeah, it was probably the best four years of my life and uh who's on your team was was uh ryan yip there when you were there ryan yip was uh he was just leaving as i was getting there um same with uh another canadian dave markle so there's a couple Canadians just heading out as i was going in but um there was a point my sophomore year where there was five Canadians and five Americans on the team. So it was, it was pretty some cool battles, maybe, Epic maybe battles, sweet matches. Yeah. We had, uh, we had some good times, but um, Kent state was awesome. Uh, great coach there and her page, another Canadian. So felt like wherever I was going, no matter where I traveled, it was like, I was with Canadians all the time. And um, so that was kind of cool. And played there with Taylor and Corey and we had a, we had a few unbelievable teams there. Um, you know, people kind of think sometimes like we had we had all of us on the team together at one time, but like, you know, my their freshman year and my uh my junior year, uh those guys weren't in the lineup like consistently. So it was it was kind of weird, like everyone thinks, oh man, that must have been just a, a a domination. You know, you guys must have just gone out there and killed a bunch of people. But uh they, they weren't playing consistently their freshman year, and then they, you know, by the time I was kind of leaving, they were both coming into their Coming in their own and and getting comfortable out there and uh we did did some good things together but um yeah Kent State was was a was a blast and um like I said I I would go and and do it all over again if I could go back in time and um yeah it's a great time glory years I guess glory years. honey
3: I'm going back for my fifth year
1: yeah Van Van Walder yeah oh, it's Jesus. been here for eight and a half years
2: driving around in a <laughs> golf cart just. Hey, i'd even
3: be willing to come with you and we can start our own fraternity oh jesus right. well, there you go, go. Oh, baby i'm
1: not a huge frat guy so you can you can do the charge there i'll just i'll just pay the rent and, and <laughs> yeah. I'll as as... deal <laughs>
0: he'll do the color commentary there you go i was <laughs> like that's perfect i'm looking for a place to live
3: <laughs> <laughs> at van, actually. if you get
0: out of quarantine ever
3: we can get a house and help the kids develop into who they need to be and teach them golf too. Right? So they can
2: read good and do other things. Good yeah. like
0: that. Do you kind of keep that competitive nature between all of you guys? Like even on tour now, like do you kind of think like there's still like in your own head, like a little battle for top Canadian or is it like, you know, brothers in arms?
1: Oh, no, there's definitely uh there's definitely some competition there. And, and it's, you know, it's friendly and we all want to see each other do well, but I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy, um, you Know last year, you know, when I ran past all those guys in the world rankings and uh was a top top dog, and uh, yeah, that's that's where I want to be. I mean, obviously, that's not the only thing I strive for is being top Canadian, but um, certainly amongst those guys, we play together and, and hang out a fair bit, so it's nice to have that uh, that feather in your cap whenever I, I need to use it. I was gonna say, now, just to rub uh, the salt now, in the now, wind, Now Corey's been on a, on a great run, so I'd um, Got some work to do to get back, uh, back where I like to be. So,
2: man, you you talked about the coverage, and one thing that I was really upset about is the social media posts from Corey's round when he had the hole in one. They posted a, like a chip shot and a putt. They're like, "Here's Corey making a putt," and it's like, "What the
1: hell is this? Like, where's the coverage, man?" Where's yeah. The I mean, the fact that you missed that hole in one is uh, terrible, and that I was mean, on yeah. a
0: 255 yard par three. Yeah, on Sunday. Yeah. You don't have a like, camera on yeah, that guy. How is that
1: not like and again, that's one of those things where um, and I think that they're gonna to go to this in the future, but you know, the players' championship had every shot live. So even if you're not even if you're not showing core on the broadcast, hey, I can go to his highlights and look at wow. Oh, here he's off the tee, and wow, he's been a home on one. That's pretty sick. Yeah, you know? it was crazy we should, to watch. We should kind of try and show this on the broadcast.
0: Did you get a chance to look at the Masters app? This oh, year. Yeah. How how good? Like, why can the PGA tour not have that? I watched every
1: single shot of every player that I wanted to watch in eight minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well that that's what it's gonna be. I mean, five, six years down the road, uh, maybe maybe sooner, you know, every single tour event, every single shot will be recorded and there'll be a highlight. And uh, I mean the players' championship was was pretty close to I mean it, it wasn't quite as smooth as the Masters, but Pretty close, pretty darn so good still. Good. Um, yeah. So we're getting there. I just think that there's still some kinks to work out. But, again, like you said, you just can't miss the guy making a hole one like that. I mean, it's just – It's embarrassing. Brutal. It really yeah, is. It is, yeah. What's
2: good. your – what is your engagement with Mr. Mike Weir, Mr. Canada Golf, been these last few years? I mean, obviously, you were a big part of the Golf Canada back as a player development program kid. Yeah. And that evolution probably gave you some introductions and some opportunities to, you know, rub shoulders. But now it's it's cool to see, you know, you guys in arms at the masters. And yeah, I mean, you guys are kind of all leveraged in that position. How's that been?
1: I mean, it's it's uh it's beyond cool to think that you know, being a kid watching him win the masters and, and watching him be the third ranked player in the world and do all the stuff he did, and then to think that you know, I'm strolling down the fairways of Augusta picking his brain and, and just kind of talking to him as a peer. And, you know, and he's, yeah, he's just super receptive to anything I ask him. And it, you know, whereas you kind of felt like, man, as a 13 year old kid, if I was doing this, he'd just be like, probably not all the time and just be like, Hey, I gotta, I gotta do my thing kid. Like, you know, but I actually, the funny story is that when I was, I was 12 years old, no, 13 years old. And, I was a caddy in the pro-am at uh, Glen Abbey and this is the year after we won the masters and I somehow drew his group. So I was caddying for an amateur in his group and I tell a story quite often, but I was the worst caddy of all time. Like, (laughs) you know, the caddy that's like never near you and like walking off in the wrong direction and uh, Hey, I'm over here. Oh, sorry. You know, I need a seven. I'll I'll be right there. So, like, I'm literally just walking in Mike Weir's pocket the whole day, just like right beside him, right beside him. And the other guy's like, you know, not in the fairway. So I'm obviously just never near him. And I mean, I don't think I got a very good tip that day. If I got any <laughs> tip, I shouldn't have got a tip. I, and you I probably sent you a bill. He, he, yeah. <laughs> what a liability this guy was out here. Um, this
0: guy's like, what's the cover? The what? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I need a seven iron. Wait, I left that back on the other hole. Yeah. Right? Oh, I I thought you used it already. I Wanted to lighten the load a little bit. I wanted to lighten the load. Mike's walking pretty fast, so I need to, yeah, I need to keep, keep up. up. <laughs> um, but it was it was unbelievable. I just I I picked his brain all day, and I remember him being a really nice guy, and and, and kind of answering my questions. And um, I'm sure to an extent he thought, man, this kid's got a lot of questions. But <laughs> I remember thinking how cool it was at the time. Because, oh four, I mean, you're still right at the height of all his powers. I mean, he he would have if he ran for prime minister, he would have been prime minister that year if he wanted. To, you know, I just he was just he could do anything he wanted. He was he was a I don't even yeah he was just superhero, he was an icon, man, for so like sure. a celebrity beyond you know yeah. what you could comprehend at the time. And just uh for him to have done what he did, and then now to have that relationship with him uh, all these years later is. um it's really special did
0: you shoot him a message after his win last week.
1: I did. Yeah. I Hell was, yeah. I was fired up for him. That was, um, that was really cool. I mean, to think of a guy that's faced more than he has in the resiliency. And I mean, I know he had some big driver issues there for a while and yeah, it was bad. And, and he just never gave up, kept fighting for it. And he's got a determination like no other. It just, um, for him to fight and keep grinding when he didn't have to, I mean, they there was nothing started.
2: there though, right? I mean, yeah, it was just I mean, like, you, you couldn't put it together. And said,
1: hung it up and said, I'm just, I'm done. I don't have it. And we just kept working at it. And I mean, now he's actually playing some really, really nice golf. Um, really nice. Whenever I played with him in the last couple of years, I've been <laughs> impressed with the way he's driving it. Uh, we played together actually at the Sony open uh, in January uh, on Saturday. And I was really impressed with what he's doing. And um, so I think he's going to have a nice career out there on the champions tour and, uh, he's still, I mean, he's still young as far as Champions Tour guys go. I mean, he's fifty and he's I healthy. No why, I see no reason why he can't ra- rack up, you know, nine, ten wins out there. So mm-hmm. be, take uh, down
2: Bernhard. That's yeah. the goal. Well, Reclaim Canada's top spot.
1: <laughs> yeah. Bernhard, Bernhard is like a video game out there, so I don't know uh, that, that yeah. could be a uh, tall order, but I'd, I'd love to see it
3: guy playing on this champions tour. Does anybody know offhand? What's that? Who's the oldest
2: guy on the champions tour? (laughs) Ooh. Bernard. Bernard probably, (laughs) yeah.
1: That's a great question.
2: he's 96 years old, isn't he? You
1: get guys that like like Tom Watson shows up every now and then. He must be 70 years old. Uh the 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 Hale Erwins, I think those guys are are kind of getting up there like the high 60s, 70 range
3: one Ryder cup boys.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But they're not playing too often.
0: I'll I'll ask you this question before I hand it over to Parks for a quick little fun segment. But as this was just introduced, and you have some hot takes on a lot of things, I I, I would love your take on the player impact program. Oh, like, that's a is great this, question. Is this a good thing, or is this just like keeping us busy? So to
1: me, um, to me. It's pretty obvious if you read between the lines that it is a um, it is a way to keep your top top guys on the PGA tour. Oh, um, the PGL. But like, but, but my my thing is why why make it a contest? Why not just pay those guys? Because you're you they kind of dangled out there like it's a a, a prize or a, a big pool of money that we can all kind of profit from. But there's ten guys we probably know eight of them already and nine, 10, 11, and 12 are fighting for those last two spots and there's not much wiggle room there as far as like, Hey, Mackenzie Hughes picked in the top 10. Wow. He gets $5 million. No, like I won't have no chance. And so I kind of find it um, and it's not like it's insulting, but it's just that I just don't feel like they should have offered it up. Like it's a, a contest, you know, like, Hey, let's pay Tiger Woods, $10 million. Let's pay Phil Mickelson, $5 million. Let's pay all these guys to just stay put. If that's what it, cause that's what it really is. Yeah. When I boil it boils down to it, like, you know, we, we, uh, we don't live under a rock and we know what's going on. So uh, with all the news coming out, it just seemed like it was um, kind of an attempt to to cover up the sort of like, a, like a, an appearance fee or so, something yeah. you know? like, Hey, we want you to stay, but we want to make it somewhat legitimate and make you kind of earn it a little bit when the reality is, I mean, Ricky Fowler, you know, Jordan speed, these guys are going to profit from this. Right. And that's fine. I, I mean, I get it. Like if they're what drives the ratings and they're what make our purses, what they are, that's fine. But just don't make it a contest and don't say, Hey, you know, get out there and post on social media. You got, You know, there's $40 million there. And it's like, well, no not really and yet there's dj
0: not. doesn't ever post and yet he's gonna put up one every month and benefit off this
1: yeah he'll uh he'll be one of those 10 guys for sure i mean yeah. number one player in the world i mean and he'll do it just because he plays really well and he gets talked to, talk to it a lot and and he'll be in the coverage and all that sort of stuff but um yeah i why not just boost the purses even more with 40 million dollars yeah yeah or i mean there's, there's, there's a lot of anything you, a lot of things you could do um I think it was a good move that they are boosting the person on the on the corn ferry yes now. Um, huge huge that's, that's good I because to- i mean i went through a couple years out there and i mean you're really not able to be i mean even if you get your pj tour card and say you make 160k or 200k i mean you're still not clearing a lot of that um and i just feel like if you play really well out there um you should be able to make a decent living out there. I mean, I'm not saying it should be, you know, your livelihood, but you should be able to make some cash. And, um, I know a lot of guys out there are struggling to make, you know, ends meet because if you're, if you're kind of middle of the road or not playing great out there, I mean, there's just not that much money. And so it's that, that was a great, you know, a step in the right direction there. But as far as the 40 million goes, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, heck invest that in some technology for, you know, the fans right i mean if they let's say they invest that in like uh the technology to have every shot live you know and some of that i don't know what the you know research is there and and how we get that you know across the line faster but that helps our viewership right if you can get more people online watching pj tour live hey every shot Mackenzie hughes hits now for the whole year is, is on i can watch every single one of his rounds you know my mom and my grandparents probably appreciate that. That's probably about it. But you know, I at least have a few people that would be, uh, would be down to, to down to see that. So, um, it's just, I think again, it's just a, a very obvious thing that's happening. Uh, you know, they'd see this player impact program and you go, man, like just, just flat out pay tiger 10 million. Like, or actually pay, you probably pay him 40 and that'd be probably pretty appropriate. So, yeah. um, I've heard a lot of guys just say, "Why don't you just give Tiger 40 and, and we'll call it a day?" Because uh, he's the re- he's the reason he's the reason he's the reason we're here playing for the money we are. So
3: yeah, thanks, Tiger. Kind of yeah. With just the idea of like, let's make it seem like this is fair, so that everyone that's not in the top ten puts a little more effort maybe into it to help. Like yeah, it's a Pareto rule, right? Like you get all of yeah. this guys but if you have 200 other people working to try and climb the ranks like you're gonna get a decent amount of eyeballs like as an aggregate from all of them yeah yeah bullshit
1: yeah (laughs) like you know one of the metrics is like how many times your name is like googled like how many times someone google searches your name and i mean do i hire a team to just Start pounding yeah. away on the keyboard. You got the four jack, guys, buddy. Yeah, I mean, four guys right here. Uh, yeah, guys. So I mean, you will <laughs> <he'll> be moving <laughs> up come Thursday. Don't worry about it.
3: Dude, we know <laughs> one we know some loopholes, and we could get an army of people from all I over. I
1: mean, I mean, Tom's got what another twelve days of quarantine. I mean, he, yeah, exactly. Really Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. I got you, man.
1: <laughs> See, now you were worried about having nothing to do.
2: So there you go.
3: Yeah,
2: there we go. Sure Mac, We're like go, sure we going to do something fun with you tonight before we close out the show. Yeah. We're going to do a little rapid fire Canadian edition. All right. So first and foremost, I got to ask you, do you have a calculator handy? Uh, You don't need you? it. You don't need you don't it. Need I just it? wanted to know. Yeah, you're okay. good. You're good. Okay. Just want first question. One. I know everybody has one. I want to see somebody physically pull out a calculator and be like, yes, I'm prepared.
3: A TI-83?
2: <laughs> yeah, a little cosine tangent. We're not going there tonight. First question. What did you have for lunch today, Mackenzie Hughes?
1: Well, I had uh, had chili with some turkey meatballs in it. Okay. Okay.
2: Have you gone down the plant-based road, per se?
1: Oh, wow. What a Um, plug. I have have dabbled, but I have not. I did a very short experiment with it, and then I found myself uh, very hungry and running out of things to eat okay so
2: we'll change that mac Don't we might worry. have to change that for you
1: we'll talk about that after the show
3: all right Life-like supply of plant-based meatballs <laughs>
2: yeah. there you go yeah H- good stuff too currently we know what you're playing but what's in the bag anything tricky tricked
1: out anything mm-hmm. we haven't seen yet There's a couple new wedges i'm trying um ping just came out with a new set of forage wedges um so kind of tinkering with those and then they just came out with the s59 irons so i will deadly i messed around with those this week maybe put them in play for the pga but unlikely but that's kind of the only thing that may or may not change okay what kind of ball are you you playing right now uh playing the 2019 probably one nice 2019
3: awesome yep really the the glory years man it's like the addition of the Pro-V when it's kind of like, it's become like wine, right? You're like, I like,
2: <laughs> I would have thought you would have stocked up on the 2016, 2017 Pro-Vs.
3: But- yeah. yeah. The one I use at the RSM.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, call Taylor, call Cushionette right now. I need yeah, a truckload. Yeah. I need three I'll pallets in
1: my garage. I'm going to go back in time for that ball.
2: Let's, uh let's pay some bills for your sponsors right now. Talk to us about who you're wearing, who you're repping as far as clothing, kicks, all that fun stuff.
1: Yeah. So, um, Titleist Foot Joy, um, ball shoe glove. So Foot Joy shoes, Titleist glove, Titleist ball, and um, ping equipment, obviously, which has been awesome. I have been a ping guy ever since my freshman year of college. So that was the fall of 08. So come up on like 13 years. Um, So been a a nice nice, uh, deal with them, nice relationship, and they've been great. And uh, RBC Bank on the left sleeve. Um, right. Good old Canadian bank supporting Canadian golf. RBC,
3: nice baby.
1: We had uh, Barry from
2: Town Woods on. He said that uh, he had to give a little plug in because he won a couple of high school events. But I believe that he managed the RBC golf pro, uh, portfolio for a while. So you probably know him really well.
1: Yeah, I know Barry. He's got a golf course uh, about 10 minutes from my house, Town Woods. And yeah, we, uh, we go back... Uh, ways and have that hometown connection did you ever see the
0: goats out there
1: (laughs) The goats at copetown woods yeah apparently there's goats uh i don't know if i ever saw goats out there but i I wouldn't be surprised i mean there's uh, a lot of farm right around there so we have been
0: hearing about these goats that trim the fairways out there yeah Yeah. i didn't know tiger
1: uh tiger was out there
0: (laughs) the goat uh boxers
2: briefs banana hammock or commando when you're out there boxers i'm
1: a big uh lulu guy so oh yeah Lulu's got some epic boxers that i i honestly am kind of shifting slowly towards an only lululemon wardrobe um that's my goal is to just slowly get rid of all my clothes and just have lulu stuff um sounds like you're a vancouver but, guy at heart here also also a big uh, <laughs> two under fan those are those are pretty nice shout out I'm chad bob fan. two under it's yeah, good jelly. to hear.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, we got lots of love. Ricky Fowler, obviously, too. I mean, he's the poster yeah. child, so no yeah. one likes to see Ricky in underwear. But anyway, <laughs> what's our uh, warm-up routine look like when we're on the range getting ready for an event? Is there anything methodical that maybe our listeners could take
1: a page out of Mac Hughes book for a warm-up? Um, I think... Uh, so one thing I do every day religiously is... So when I start my warm-up all... My caddy will put down lines so he put down like a straight line right to left and left to right and i'm just trying to one work on my alignment but two i want to see a bunch of putts go in the hole you know to start my day it's kind of a nice way to work on alignment but also gain some confidence with the putter um so nice way to kind of start off any warm-up and i know a lot of people aren't going to put down lines on the green but even if you just get an alignment stick out and like put two of them down, like kind of like railroad. Yeah. And just kind of find a straight putt, um, work on your alignments, hit a few putts, you know, from the same spot, go to a right to left putt, do the same thing. And, uh, I think it's a great way to start any warm up practice session, anything like that, just because it's just, I mean, it's building confidence, it's helping me with some fundamentals. So that's something I always do. And then, Really the rest of my warm-up is pretty pretty basic. I I chip a few. Um, but that's again not something I have to do every time like the exact same way. It's just like the bunker the bunker shots and the chip shots, they'll vary the number that I hits and then um hit balls for twenty minutes. I'll come back to the putting green, do a little speed work, and then go peg it.
2: I love it. That's great. If we stole your phone right now and you gave us the passcode. And we went to the first track that was in your music. What would we? What would we be listening to?
1: Um, hmm, that's a good question. So I've been, uh, see if I go to like, I don't know why, but I, I play music on YouTube a lot. I'm like, I'm a bit of a dinosaur when it comes to like, I haven't downloaded music on my phone really. I just kind of play Pandora or stream it, yeah, stream it or whatever. So, um, I've been. Listening to the weekend a fair bit. Um, Eminem, uh, oh yeah, a fair bit. I'm a big Eminem guy. Nice.
3: Lose um, yourself or what's your new or old?
1: Yeah, uh, or so old. I, actually, more of an old guy. I've got, yeah. uh, I've got lose yourself. I got, um, not afraid. Um, Toy soldiers. Right? Love the way you lie. I there mean, you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It's good pump-up music. Also, also a bit of a country guy, so I don't know if... Uh, I was going to say, I think
0: out. Jay said that, that you were a bit of a country guy.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if that's made out to Vancouver yet, but um, there's we're some... We're from really Alberta. We're
2: used to We it. don't have country
1: here. There's, there's a some little pretty, country in my soul, for sure. There's some pretty good stuff, like the new stuff. I'm a big like Luke Combs guy. Um, it's almost crossover now, a little poppy, right? It's not yeah, so like, yeah, twangy. It's not, it's not, yeah. I don't like the old twangy stuff. I just'm more of a new new school guy, so I got into country kind of late and uh yeah i've been I've been converted though so i'm I'm
3: fully into it. I have like while I was driving back from Phoenix, I was listening to some country on my way, and there was this one station somewhere in Idaho that these guys were breaking down how like there's like hip hop people making country music right now, and they're having this big debate, and they're like it's a little bit about the twanging, it like that side, but it's more about what the music's about,
0: right? Like a uh, little NOSX, yeah. Do you grow, growing up and growing up on
3: the <laughs> ranch, it's
1: bro. Beer. It's about beer, dog. a girl, or a
3: pickup truck, or a yeah. tractor,
2: or, yeah. a or, or a dog, or a dog, dog <laughs> and lost, or Maybe a little bit of both.
3: The highs and lows of life, baby. <laughs> yep.
2: Mac Hughes, what's your snack? Or your fuel up at the turn. Are you like uh you know protein guy? Are you a sandwich, are you a hot dog, pack of cigarettes? What's your go-to?
1: Turn turn dog? Turn dog? You pork guys missile, are- there
2: you go. One snap. Everyone knows the
1: rules. Oh, you guys are the Dale Trill. Yeah, absolutely. He
3: twenty minutes from where I am right now.
1: He's a beauty that guy. Um,
3: barbecue. No, I'm
1: not I'm not a pork missile guy at the turn. I am uh, probably PB and J um, protein bar or something like that, banana, um, nuts. Those are kind of the snacks I have in my bag all the time. So whether they eat them after nine or after six holes or whatever, kind of depends on when I tee off. But um, yeah, I kind of worked through some of those snacks uh, throughout my day.
0: Have you ever played Olympic club in San Fran?
1: So I haven't but I know where you're going with this because you're talking <laughs> about the about uh, the burger dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Like I want to know how this thing is. Like so they have the burger dogs at um the course that we play in California for the, the safeway um, right, Silverado. Napa. Oh yeah. So they have they have they have the the burger dogs there as well, which are actually pretty legit. Like I think Sick.
0: it's See, this is
1: good intel. I th- yeah. think it's way better than a hamburger actually. Really? <laughs> Yeah, just I don't know what the it is The bun be, to meat it ratio. Being, it being, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just, science, uh,
0: man. You don't mess with science.
2: Damn, yeah. I
1: like this. So I, don't know. I like how so, you knew
0: exactly where I was going with that. That's the oh, best yeah. part.
1: Olympic club, <laughs> and you were talking about hot dogs and food. So I was like, I know where you're <laughs> going. So. Um, yeah, you have to, you have to experience that one time. Those are uh, pretty epic. I love it.
2: You guys do a lot of traveling together, and I we don't have to name names. Well, actually, maybe we will. Give us, give us your, your cheapest guy experience on the tour. Who's really thrifty when it comes yeah. to spending money at dinners, and who's the last guy to go for the wallet? Just tell us, it's Dale.
3: <laughs> we Uh-oh. hear
0: you
2: in Uh-oh. the background. Oh.
1: <laughs>
2: you just got sold out oh. by the wife.
1: My wife. She's... I love it. No. I like that she's listening. That, that was, was easy. No, thanks, no. wife. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot of guys I can think of. Let's see. Um
3: talking to a couple frugal dudes anyway. maybe
2: maybe who's got outstanding uh debts owed from side games is that easier
3: um
1: actually adam had one has no outstanding debt from last week that he Uh-oh. uh Uh-oh. so i had him i had him and his partner nick taylor and i had him and his partner adam long uh two down playing the 18th and then they blew the horn for weather as on like a monday or tuesday and um they basically claimed that the, the match couldn't be finished. So that, uh, you know, oh, the bets man. off. And I was like, I mean, I don't know how you guys were going to win two holes on the, on the last hole, but I think you guys were, uh, fully out of options there and they didn't press yeah. or anything like that. So yeah, it's not, it's not good behavior, but you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll keep it in mind for the next time I, I need to, you know, I Pay guess a some, my, recoup some of my money. I'll just say, Hey, look, uh, you boys, uh, <laughs> You boys owe me a hundred bucks. So it's up, boys. You know, we're we're gonna see
2: uh, Adam's dad here in the very near future. So we'll tell
1: Jerry that uh, he's gotta
2: he's gotta do yeah, better with I'll the next sunny raises.
1: Uh, I can I can spell my name if you need to help. So the e transfer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love it. Uh, we always gotta ask the cliche question, but it's kind of cool to get a little insight. If you were playing in a five some, you're the fifth. Give us four golfers you'd love to play golf with, dead or alive.
1: So I get a five
2: some. Yeah. You get a five. You're the fifth. You're the fifth. Oh wow. A little party ball. Right, is, yeah, yeah, we're flex- part. This is a
1: flexible club. I like this it. This is
2: Monday afternoon. Playing Eat the, the
1: grove. Playing the grove, playing MJ's place. Um there you go. Let's see. Uh Tiger, Jack, Ben Hogan, and honestly, I've never been asked to put a fourth guy in there. So um we we really bring the tough questions to the table. I love Wayne <laughs> Wayner, a great one. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. That's the first time we had a Wayner announcement on the uh, on the show. So like he's, that. He's, he's
1: a lot of fun to be around. I've actually spent some time with him in the last couple of years and he's uh as you can expect, a lot of fun and he's uh he's a bit of a beauty. He's a saucy guy.
2: Yeah. Leave it at that. I got one more question in the Rapid Fire twelve question, top ten questions. Uh, and then I'm gonna throw it over to Pace. What is aside from your win, what what could you maybe define as your best career moment out on the tour, mm. or maybe in life, having a family? That's pretty exciting. Got to give some yeah. love to the wife yeah. who sold you out. She yeah. is
0: right there, and also you think, probably should. I think
1: it. getting getting married was the best the best thing I ever did. I agree. Uh, <laughs> Golf wise, I'd say. Tour championship is right behind uh, RSM there um, as far as you know importance to me and and achievement wise. Um, hopefully in four weeks I'll be able to tell you that making the Olympic team was uh, number one. So 100%. we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. But um, yeah, I'd say that's probably number two. And then um, you know having a having a family. I mean, I know we were joking, but having a family and and um, you know being able to share with my my kids and my wife it's um it's been a lot more fun to do it that way than to uh, have done it alone so yeah uh yeah go with that awesome
3: definitely
2: that's that that sounded genuine so we'll accept that answer yeah, for all sure right, right. Pays, like, you got the you got the final yeah, one
3: before c takes it i would just at least like to set this intention out there that like not only being a canadian in the olympics but let's get you some hardware to bring oh back. yeah
1: oh no we're not we're uh we're not going there just to uh participate right. we're going there to win Hell
0: Beautiful. yeah. Um I I have one question that I do want to dive into something because I feel like if we don't touch on it, we'd be really remiss if we didn't. But I, I I always open this question up for more from the amateur side of the game, but like if there's one thing in professional golf, say you're Jay Monahan and you can change anything about professional golf tomorrow, what's the first thing?
1: Wow. That's a that's a big one. Um can't say shorts.
2: Everyone says shorts.
1: No, no, that's not big enough. Yeah, as, um,
0: let's go as big as possible here. Yeah. Get rid of the pip. <laughs> no cut lines. Straight payouts.
1: Um,
2: Got him thinking, folks. I, I would
1: say something along the lines of, and I don't know if this would ever happen, but <clears throat> you know, if, if the tour, uh, if the players started a union, but there's no, there's no player union, um, player association. So I think that if that were the case, um, we would end up seeing a pretty decent increase in purse distribution and total payouts. Um, not to say that we aren't very well paid and compensated already, but, um, I think that there could be it it could be better i mean and i say that you know sincerely not like uh uh trying to be uh selfish or greedy but just i think that that's one way that i think we could improve um sort of the the player experience i mean and we're treated exceptionally well but just to have a bit more of a voice amongst the, um, you know, the, the top dogs of the PGA tour and their, and their, their leadership and their, uh, their top guys, uh, on the, on the business side of things, um, just to have, cause I mean, we don't get, I mean, I personally don't get to talk about a lot of that stuff with those guys and, um, you know, get, get a ton of face-to-face time to to talk about some of these things but that might be one thing or you know another thing i had talked about with roger sloan actually last week we've talked about like you know what if there wasn't a purse every week but what if they decided to like the pga tour signed roger sloan to a contract for a year and they're like one year renewable contracts based on like performance so like hey McKenzie, he's had a great year. He won twice. Now that didn't come with any money, but now next year we're going to try and sign McKenzie for it to a $4 million deal, you know, and That's interesting. I've never heard that.
2: Yeah. So now, I like now, this actually.
1: And this, this was Roger's idea. So all credit to Roger, but I thought it was kind of interesting and it's way outside the box thinking, but let's say the PGA tour signed Dustin Johnson to a $30 million deal. So, I mean, he's guaranteed $30 million. But now when we go out and play every week, we're strictly playing for, you know, I'd say trophies, and we're playing to to just beat other guys. We're not like, oh, this putt made him an extra 200 k or this putt, you know, it's just like, hey, this guy makes this. This is what he is making this year. But now we're going week to week playing these tournaments. Um, I think that way, too, like... You don't have to have stroke play every week, then.
0: You yeah, different yeah. style I mean, you, of events.
1: You, you get different formats. You could do, you could do team stuff more often. Yeah. Uh, you could mix guys and girls more often. Oh, I, I just please. think that there, are, there, there are some way outside the box different ways of doing things that could be a lot more fun for the viewers. And I mean, to think about how many stroke play events we play—forty uh, on a normal year, play like 47, 48 stroke play events in a year you know, four rounds, two round cut, Thursday to Sunday, you know, Hey, we went to Charlotte this week. Now we're in Dallas. Now it's like this. So it's like, we just kind of go one to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next, and they all kind of run together sometimes, you know, break it up. I mean, like the Zurich is a great example of an event that just is different. You know, like you see two guys trying to battle it out, alternate shot down the stretch. I mean, that's, that's fun to watch. I mean, all oh, this this guy's you just chunked this wedge now this guy's stepping down and you know he probably feels terrible for his partner and then he hits it close now he has a chance to redeem himself with a 6-footer and it was just yeah like that stuff i think is is more compelling to watch sometimes and if you take away the competing for money elements you know that could be a way where you could now introduce some these different formats you know you could have a USAM style format where you do like two round stroke play qualifying top 64 going to match play, you know, that could be, I mean, that could be a major. I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's just, um, and I, I am a traditionalist as far, as far as history goes. So I would like to see the majors probably played the same way. Sure. Um, I don't like when they switch back and forth between formats because, um, I just don't like the know. lulls in between majors. Yeah. It's like, man, you yeah. know what? This yeah. isn't a thrilling
0: time to watch golf in between the masters and the PGA. Make it all interesting. Give me a mixed par three tournament and I'll watch the shit out of that.
3: Yeah. One thing I'd like to just kind of throw out there with this because the Roger Sloan conversation and then the unionization of it. But maybe it's not the PGA Tour that needs to be like, hey, we're going to pay you this money. But it's like, take the esports model where you got 100 feeds that started by Drake and they're like, this is our team, right? We're a team together. And we're going to go out and pay these people to play in these events. And like, that's the contract that exists. Not like, cause I think you, if the PGA tour is paying you your contract, then like, again, you're putting yourself in a weirder position that like that union becomes more important. But like, yeah. if yeah. you have like the McKenzie thieves, right. And you're on it with Corey Connors yeah. and the Taylor boys. And like, then you have this like unified approach that like now your team helps create that exposure. I don't yeah. know. Brainstorming.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I think it, it's just like, it's cool to sit down and like talk about, and even if, you know, these ideas never come to fruition or never even, you know, enter the room, it's just kind of cool to talk about the possibilities or the different ways that it could be done. Um, just like, you know, we're eventually going to wear shorts in tournaments. I mean, things change, you know, we evolve and, um, it's just the way things go. I mean, gotta change. put it,
2: you gotta put it in the universe. That's the only yeah. thing you gotta yeah. start talking yeah. about it somewhere, right? Might as well yeah. be here. Yeah.
1: So, um, no, I mean the, the PGA Tour is awesome, and I feel very fortunate and blessed to play out there uh, as my as my job. So it's one of those things where, yeah, things could be better, but you know we're in a great spot, and I think over the next five, six, seven years, it's only gonna get better and better. I totally um, agree. So, you know, we always went through a tough year last year and but as far as sports were concerned, I think golf did um among the best of all the sports. So, yeah, the best in my uh, opinion. What's that? I think the best in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I know <clears throat> like NBA and NFL um really struggled um for a multitude of reasons, but um yeah, I I think that we were very lucky to have done what we did and um, I would say really not lose any ground. I think that, you know, it was a year more so where we kind of tried to stay on level ground and then now we're able to kind of continue to push forward without really losing a whole year. It wasn't like we, 2020 was a complete wash or a, you know, a disaster of a year. It's kind of a year where we just kind of maintained and then now we're able to kind of keep going forward and, had the fans back and all that sort of stuff. So it's uh, awesome. Totally. It's, it's looking up. And if I ever uh, get to be commissioner, I'll make sure I can come consult with the four Jack boys. Love it. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I mean, we
0: got to do this. Just, I feel like it's just a Canadian thing to talk about really quickly. I mean, yeah. you, I'm sure you don't get enough of this. You, I'm guessing you're a Leafs fan. Well, you, you must be jacked up right now. Like we got awesome. Matthews. The boys are flying like they're buzzing out there. Come on. I mean, you must be excited. Like,
1: yeah. Um, you know, I, I always, I'd say the last few years I've gone into the playoffs excited, but with like, a um, sort of a modest optimism or like a little bit of a, uh, I don't know. Sense of reality coming at you. Expectations. I mean, like (laughs) I think, man, the boys are looking awesome and they're playing great. And, and like, then like then I'm like, well, they've only played, you know, these seven teams in the Canadian division and I just I don't know how legit, how real they are, how, how they match up against some of these teams in other conferences like the Bruins and Tampa you, you, and Let me
0: just state this. You're not gonna get out of your own conference, you're gonna get smoked by the Oilers.
1: Oh <laughs> <laughs> three against one. Brother, coming, we baby. A, I thought we were having a serious
0: conversation, Why? <laughs> I had to tee that one up. No, honestly, they look amazing. Austin
1: Matthews is a freak. Yeah, I mean, Austin Matthews was born to put the puck in the net, it seems like. And, um, yeah, I mean, but look at what we've done in the playoffs the last few years. I just, you know, it's hard It's hard to be, like, fully in. And as far as, like, fully into believing that, you know, this is the year that they're going to get it done because I still feel like they're missing pieces I feel like they deep. continually they continually bring in forwards when I don't think we could possibly put another forward on the bench um, at eight just, mil a year. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I just I want like a number one defenseman back there, and yeah, I don't know. So we'll see. I, I I'm excited. I feel like they're they're in a good spot, but you just never know. Um, so we'll see. Exactly. Okay, you're-
3: too high to get heartbroken. I I was going to say,
2: we were almost friends, Mac. We were almost
3: (laughs) friends.
0: You got to love. Do you ever get to get out with those guys
1: or any, or you Uh, get to see any? I've never, I've never played golf with any of those guys. I, I would love to. I also, you know, what's tough is that, so when we play the Canadian open, I've always thought it'd be really cool if, if they kind of brought some of those guys in to like a pro-am basically. So Wednesday before you get, Austin Matthews, you get Freddie Anderson, you get Marner, and these guys to come play. And I mean, that's a great way to bring some hockey people into golf, right? You kind of cross, you kind of cross some of these uh, these boundaries in different sports and go, oh, like Austin Matthews plays golf. That this must be pretty cool. And you brings people to say Glen Abbey or Hamilton that wouldn't have been there ordinarily. Um, I think it's just a fun way to mix things up. I mean, obviously. Being that we're in Canada, uh, people eat that eat that up. So, totally. um, I haven't played with them yet. I'm hoping to get a, uh, you know, some rounds in uh, shortly with the boys. But, um, obviously, right now it's uh proving to be a little difficult. So, hopefully, one of these days we'll get out there and, uh, yeah, hit a few rounds. We'll loan Connor out for it for you.
3: I'm just having like. another they will be event. available
1: soon, so. So wow. <laughs> yeah.
3: So, yeah, I don't like that, but I like to see him golf. That was good. That was good. Touche. Which leads me to my last crazy thought of the day: Player Impact Program, Mackenzie Hughes Initiative. I think you just got to go find all these people in the world that like like a Macklemore, like Steph Curry, Austin Matthews, and just get them coming to play golf with you and leverage their audiences to then make you the most famous person. Yeah. Because golf brings people together. Like, it's crazy what three of us over here have done just because, like, me and C-Pays met at a golf course in 10th grade and, like, just what's happened because of it. Obviously, nothing crazy, but, like... Yeah.
1: Well, and even, like, you know, on social media, if you, like, say, tried to, you know, in a fun way, engage with Steph Curry, I mean, all of a sudden, you know, if he engages back with you, I mean, now you're hitting an audience that is next level. I mean he's got millions and millions of people following him. So all of a sudden if he's tweeting at Matthew's golf, like hey, yeah, down to play. You name time place, like yeah well, now it's a whole different ball game. But bring and he lost, but, like it would be it would be like it'd be really cool to say like you know this player impact program and like you know, not saying it you know that it's gonna be me, but just like if someone that you don't Think of as like a mainstream guy like crack yeah. that top 10 yeah, I'm that'd, be kinda, that'd be kind of that'd be kind of sweet like this is
2: your 12-day project while you're in quarantine yeah, yeah.
1: Master, yeah. mastermind the mac hughes i want, hughes, uh, I want some cool intro. ideas tom
0: so you get, you out. You got 12 days just come up with an idea of how much sugar you're gonna, he's gonna have to give steph and then we'll oh, work God. we'll work it from there <laughs> okay. oh,
3: hey guys i gotta go i got work to do yeah
0: exactly sign off Matt Mac, this was an absolute treat, dude. Like, finally, nice to finally link up with you. And just yeah. this chat went down some wormholes that we did not expect, and it was everything and more.
1: Uh, that was fun. I um, I probably said a few things I shouldn't have said,
3: but we said yeah, we right. talked about them. You know, it's just it's all good. If there's anything you really need pulled, let us know. But no, Mac, no, 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 nothing,
1: nothing, nothing. That's uh, nothing that's gonna be harmful.
3: Yeah. But anyway, absolute pleasure for me. Like,
1: yeah, boys, tons of fun,
2: man. Good luck the rest of the year. Appreciate you making uh, time.
3: What about the rapid fire?
1: That was it. it.
2: That was it. That was the rapid no, fire. That was, the, quite, was the fastest he's ever done it. It wasn't so rapid. <laughs> it's the rapid right. fire, not so rapid fire. It was yeah,
1: like the, the, last the slowest days. rapid fire I've ever seen. That's why I was kind of confused. It usually takes
0: forty <laughs> minutes.
2: Yeah, usually, I call it the rapid fire, not so rapid fire because it rapid goes down. Fire, I mean,
1: let's discuss and break down each answer and yeah, go into the elaborate discussion. It happens. Go to the next nice question. We're <laughs> Canadians,
2: man. We're trying to be complimentary, right? We don't want
0: to pressure you.
2: It's all we don't want to rush you.
1: All right. Well, then, rapid fire is done. There we go. <laughs>
0: okay, Mac. Well, thank you again for jumping on and good luck for the rest of the season. And we're going to catch you uh, after that big win this year. All right. Sounds good,
1: boys. Very Talk soon. to you soon.
2: Thanks to the wife, too, for selling you out there. I appreciate that. Oh,
1: I mean, what a sellout. I mean, definitely, put me under the bus there.
2: Love it. Uh, love it. That's the highlight of the show. All right. Have a great night, man. Good luck the rest guys, of the year.
1: Too. Thanks, guys. Take care.
2: See you. See you.